from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, a new week is upon us here from the poorhouse to the palace. This is Pastor Castle. Thank you for joining us today. We've been going through the book of Zechariah. We've gone through the first six chapters and seen eight visions that came to him in the night, visions to Jews and Gentiles. There was a two-year passage of time, and then the Jews asked about their fast that they had held in remembrance of the uh, Babylonian captivity, and we dealt with Zechariah's fast. And now we're going to begin to the second part of the book, written much later in Zechariah's life. In chapters 9, through 11 we're going to see the king the Zechariah uh, future king rejected the Lord Jesus Christ rejected by men at his first coming and in chapters 11, uh, 12 through 14 we're going to see the future king uh, rejoicing over being accepted by the people during his second coming at the millennial reign of Jesus Christ and so uh, great great passages you know I, I closed out last week and said you know everything we've looked at up to this point has been about uh, looking at the people and the Jews and the Gentiles and now we're going to look at Jesus and I'll tell you what when we look at Jesus there is a uh, uh, there's such great joy here now Zechariah is clearly written in two parts and I'm just going to kind of introduce uh, today as we as we make this little segue or transition into the next part of this book and the first eight chapters are clearly different in content and character from the last uh, chapters and the, the these last chapters were given sometime after the completion of the temple. Now two years passed between uh, chapter 6 and 7 and at least two more years have passed uh, as we get into chapter 9 because the temple's completed. And some believe that there are at least 40 years that have passed because Zechariah was a young man and these uh, he may have been much older and, and uh, here Jehovah would be showing the far-reaching work of God after they had worked these six years. Now the, the last uh, chapters are divided into two, the last six chapters here of Zechariah are divided into two prophecies uh, where the anointed king is rejected. Chapter 9, anointed. Chapter 10, the king. Chapter 11, rejected. In chapter 7 and 8, we are told the fast of the people will be turned into feasts of joy. And the rest of the book shows us that there can be no millennium re of rejoicing without Jesus Christ. There can be no day of the Lord without the Lord. In the first verse of both chapters 9 and 12, we find these words, the burden of the word of the Lord. When he, in chapter 9, as he begins to show us the first coming of Christ, the burden of the word of the Lord. In chapter 12, the second coming, the burden of the word of the Lord. The two burdens are the two prophecies concerning the first and second coming of Jesus. Prophecies are given in chapter 9 and 11 that are fulfilled before and after the first coming of Messiah. The king's prophecies are found in chapter 10. Chapters 9 and 10 are Grecian prophecies of Alexander the Great and Antiochus Epiphanes. Chapter 11 is the Roman prophecy of Emperor Titus. Okay, so there's a lot of a lot of stuff here. Zechariah 12 is the authority and the hinge of, uh, of both these prophecies and all six of the final six chapters of his book. 
there are 42 verses before this verse and 43 verses after Zechariah chapter 12 verse 1. And the one giving these prophecies of the anointed king rejected and the rejected king anointed is the creator king himself. God himself gives us this hinge verse. As surely as I laid the foundation of the world, I will come again, God tells us. Now, there are two things the scoffers are ignorant of in the last days. They are ignorant of creation and they are ignorant of the flood. Uh, uh, of the flood, the sovereignty of and authority of God's judgment. Why do you think of evolution is so high on the program of the world today? It's to it destroys the the the, the creation account and it destroys the the flood. What's the truth of the flood? It's taught in great depth in every public school in our nation and most in the world. Now, Dr. Graham Scroge was a famous preacher of days gone by from Edinburgh, Scotland, and he was preaching at the Keswick Convention one year in England, and he made this statement. Modernists tell us that Genesis is a myth and Revelation is a mystery. He made a passing rhetorical mark that he wondered who it was uh, that inspired that theory. He wondered who it was that had brought, made modernist, uh, made Genesis a myth and Re Revelation a mystery. And suddenly, uh, a voice from the crowd shouted out, "The devil!" And Doctor Scroge said, "Yes, quite right." And I will tell you why the devil is so anxious to get rid of Genesis and Revelation, because in Genesis, his sentence is declared, and in Revelation, it is executed. Now, you think about that. That is the first and the last book of the Bible. Some of the most important, everything in between is important. We're in Zechariah, because Zechariah is important. But he destroys the truth. He wants the, he wants the creation and the flood to be just a myth, uh, and, or, and he wants Revelation to remain a mystery. The old preacher T. DeWitt Talmadge used to say that the dogma of evolution is an old heathen corpse set up in a morgue. Boy, he was right. Now, let me tell you something that science tells us. Science tells us today that the earth weighs 6,600 quintillion tons. Now, if you wrote out the number 6,600, 6600, and put 18 zeros behind it, that is how much 6,600 quintillion tons is. Now, I'd like to know what scale they put the earth on to weigh it, amen? And, but then science also tells us that you can put this planet in our sun, which is a medium-sized star. You can fit this planet that weighs 6,600 quintillion tons. Again, that number plus 18 zeros, 66 with 20 zeros behind it. And you can put our planet inside the sun 1,300,000 times and the sun is, again, a medium-sized star, the smallest star in our galaxy. Now, if you wanted to put the sun in another particular star in our galaxy, that if you wanted to fill it with our sun, it would take 99 million of our suns. That is only one of two. Now, look, look. You could fit our sun inside another star in our galaxy 99 million times. And that is only two of our 100 billion stars in our galaxy doesn't uh, now i don't know about you but that causes smoke to roll out my ears and you know what that tells me there's a god in heaven and he is the creator of all things let me make a little more smoke roll out your ears. The speed of light is the speed of light is more than 186,000 miles per second. You can go around our Earth in seven seconds, and uh, to travel from one side of our galaxy to the other at the speed of light at more than 186,000 miles per second, uh, you, you, it would take you 100,000 years to get across 
our galaxy. Did you get that? If you traveled 186,000 miles per second, you talk about breaking the speed limit, it would take you 100,000 years to get across our galaxy. And our galaxy is one of more than 1 billion known galaxies. See, this is the, let me ask you something today. I ask our church family this often. How big is your God? You know what our problem is? Our, we got, most people got a God that they can fit in their pocket. He's small. God is bigger than you want him to be. God says, I have a message. I have a message to me. For Pay attention to me. Zechariah, did you know that Zechariah uh, uh, has more messianic prophecy than any other book of the Bible except Isaiah? They're all found in the next three chapters. Now, we serve a great big God who has a, a, a great message for us. And that message deals with the first and the second comings of his son. I'm looking forward to the promises. And yes, oh, you say, but Jesus has come. Yeah, but isn't it neat to watch how God prophesied 500 years before Jesus came, what would happen, and then it all happened? It makes me put faith in what did happen 2,000 years ago because of what God promised 2,500 years ago. Amen. And uh, I hope it's going to be a blessing to you. You join us as you get an opportunity tomorrow. God, uh, God bless you. Until then is our prayer. And uh, you join us tomorrow as we'll pick up in Zechariah chapter 9, looking at the anointed king rejected. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the poor